Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, we have Ken Smith from Park Shore Grill. Ken is a total foodie and a wine expert, so we'll have great food and wine discussion with menus, pairings, and even a wine quiz. We We have have a great great show, show, so stick stick around. around. I am so hungry right now. I'm going to go to Noble Crust. What? You've never been? No way. Check this out. They do both food from the South and Italian, and they do an amazing job at both. They have some of the best fried chicken, and the eggplant parmesan is out of this world. The fried green tomatoes are not like anyone else's. They call it the FGBLT, but I think they should call it the OMG because it has Tabasco honey pork belly and pimento cheese. And it's the first item on the menu, so you can't miss it. Noble Crust also made six of St. Pete Foodie's best of list. Best Italian, casual dining, best pizza, Bloody Mary's, meatballs, and best salads. If Noble Crust is already one of your favorites, then I have good news. They're expanding their service hours. Starting on February 7th, they'll be open for lunch on Fridays. And they'll start opening on Mondays for dinner starting February 10th. As always, on Saturday and Sunday, there's an awesome brunch starting at 10.30, and the deviled eggs are one of my favorites. The St. Pete location is on 4th Street North and 83rd, and they also have locations in Carrollwood and Wesley Chapel. You can check hours and menus at noble-crust.com. Noble Crust is a must for your next lunch, brunch, or dinner. Keep on moving! One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Before we start the interview with Ken Smith, I have a quick note for you. In the second part of the interview, we talk about how Grazi Italian Grill 
and other restaurants were providing free meals for service industry workers. This podcast was recorded last week. The day it drops on Tuesday the 12th, Grazi has already discontinued that. that. Their last day was Friday the 8th. So please make note of that and check with any of the other places that we mentioned in the second half of the interview. And now here we are with the interview. Please welcome Ken Smith to the show. Welcome, Ken. Welcome, Ken, and happy birthday. Thank you. Happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, so your birthday was last Saturday, May 9th. Which is also National Foodies Day. National Foodies Day. Yeah, look it up. <laughs> You'll find it. And yeah, so you're Taurus, and L- Lori's actually on the cusp. Yeah, I'm an Aries Taurus cusp baby. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. April 19th is the last day of Aries. Yeah, so what it says about Taurus is smart, ambitious, and trustworthy. Taurus is the anchor of the zodiac. Amazing friends, I agree with that part, colleagues and partners. Taurians value honesty above all else and are proud that their personal relationships tend to be drama free. And then it says, get answers with a psychic love reading. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll skip that part for now. We'll do that after the show. Great. You're currently at Park Shore Grill. And we met you at the Birch and Vine when you first moved here. Yes, that's a, that's a funny story. <laughs> yes, we'll get into that too. So I thought you were a sommelier, but you're really just a, a wine nerd. Or should I say aficionado? Just a, honey? Just a? <laughs> well, well, I've been a wine professional for many years, and my former company was going to pay for the certification, and then there was some bureaucratic red tape and next thing you know i didn't take the test and which is fine sometimes Um, that happens yeah it doesn't doesn't undo the knowledge that i already have so 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 i manage a a fine dining restaurant um in another city and it had enomatic wine dispensing machines which allow you to taste wine by the ounce that's awesome kind of like a rich try wine exactly only we had 104 spouts inside the restaurant. So I was able to really provide a depth and breadth of choices and even offer very high end wines, you know, wines that would be $300 or more a bottle that people could try by the ounce. So your insignias and your special selections and your, you know, high end Amarones and Barolos. Right, so you could then you could brag about the expensive wines that you drank. Nobody knows that you only had one ounce. <laughs> you still drank it. So, uh, so that's what I was doing before I actually was exploring an opportunity in St. Pete that had nothing to do with hospitality. But I also brought a resume or a hospitality resume as well. So after that interview. I cold called on some, on places on Beast Drive and whatnot just to get a feel for the city because some of my uh, wine colleagues had recommended St. Pete, right. even though I'd been focusing more on Tampa. And it was it was funny because I found that the city was really welcoming. And I would go to places and they would say, well, we don't have... You know, an opportunity here, but you might want to try this place or this place. And some of those people I met on the first day are still friends to this day. That's cool. So I cold called that day and the next day. Then I went, that was a Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. 
came back on the weekend, got a call from Chuck Prather from the Birchwood. Interviewed with him on Monday, had an offer Monday afternoon, was living in St. Pete the next week. What took you so long? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was pretty whirlwind, and uh, I was very very excited to work at the Birchwood, and that's where I met you and Lori. Yes, and Kevin and I were both admiring our sartorial style. Oh, right, right. We were having Sunday brunch, right? And we noticed a new guy that looked like a manager walking around. And like, who's this dude? <laughs> so we introduced ourselves because back then we used to go to the Birch and Vine uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. And we figured we better make sure the new manager knows that we're VIPs here. <laughs> but so we, we, so we chatted for a little bit and then it was time for us to go. And we had the check. I took out my card and I asked Lori to go ahead and finish, you know, putting in the tip and totaling and signing it while I went to the men's room. Right. It was my fault, of course. <laughs> so then we I didn't get the card or give it back to him. Neither did he ask for it. And we left the card there. Next thing you know, Ken's running down the sidewalk, chasing us down, trying to find Except us. we weren't down the sidewalk. <laughs> right. I think, I think we, we went upstairs. Or we, we were still there, actually, but somewhere else. Yeah. You were on the, you were on the canopy. I'm, oh, I'm right. running down Beach Drive in a suit. <laughs> yeah. I almost got to Bella Brava. <laughs> That's so funny. It was great. Came back. Anyway, so we found each other. Next thing I know, I get a text from you guys. Hey, join us for for happy hour at Seasalt. Right. So I meet you all at Seasalt. I meet Diane and Sean. Next thing you know, I have, and this was in late February. Right. Maybe even early March. And I get it. And I get it. Next thing you know, I have an invitation to a Grand Prix watching party from, you know, 25 stories up. <laughs> Sounds like your move to St. Pete's working out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really, you know, I really, what I really loved about St. Pete or love about St. Pete is that it's got a small town feel, but it's got big city amenities. Yep. Exactly. And everybody says that must be true. It's really, you know, fantastic. So I, I moved when I moved here. I live. I've lived in Old Northeast the whole time. Right. And it's so so convenient and close to everything that I want to do, from work to Beach Drive to Central Avenue. Uh, it's a very walkable, bike rideable, uh, and it's just it's it's wonderful. I. I get the whole, I've never lived in New York, but I get the whole, you don't need a mm-hmm. car in New York thing. Totally. Well, yeah, we've been to your place. With the safer at home orders, I can still head to the, you know, North Straw Park or down by the water. I tend to go in the evening because I hear during the day, it's just a mass of people out in the parks and it's just hard to socially distance when they're just, a lot of people, right. but in the evening, it's not, it's not nearly as bad. And it, and then the weather is more comfortable. So it's just nice to walk out your door less than two blocks and, you know, you're in the park. It's, it's fantastic. Where did you move from? I moved from uh, Ocala. Ah, right. That's a big change. <laughs> I had been, you know, I, I grew up in Gainesville. Right. And 
that was my last wine rep territory, Gainesville, Ocala, before I'd been in the Panhandle, Tallahassee, that area, and Destin. Did, did you go to UF? I did. You know this. We watched yeah. the theater game together. Right. Okay. I thought so. <laughs> so, you know, L- Lori should have a PhD for all the time she spent there. Uh, oh, that's true. Took me seven years to get my, my, my bachelor's I, degree. I should be a professor emeritus then, if that's the case. So, <laughs> enjoyed my many years at the University of Florida. Still enjoy going back. Many dear friends from there. And nobody has yet said, go Gators. Go Gators! <laughs> Though we don't know that we're going to be able to watch them in person at all this year. Yeah. Or if they're going to play. I know. We've got as, as big a fan of college football and University of Florida football as I am. I think we have bigger fish to fry. So We do. It would be, it would be wonderful if we could. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and especially this year, we've got the best Buccaneer team we've ever had, ever. Yeah. <laughs> but what can you do? Yeah, so Ken, we're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to come back and can we talk about some food and wine stuff with you? Absolutely. Awesome. We'll be right back. I love soup and I'm always in search of a great soup. Ramen is just so complex and delicious with layers of complex flavors in its broth. Booyah Ramen is one of my favorite places in downtown St. Pete. So much so that I recently included them on my top five Asian noodle soups list for their pork belly ramen. Now Booyah's success is not just about the ramen. It's a hip, upbeat environment meant for unwinding and socializing with house-crafted cocktails, a large selection of Japanese whiskey, and izakaya, too. Those are small plates of different types of appetizers that are delicious, as well as the ramen. The ambiance of the place, along with the friendliness of the owners and staff, really adds to the character and charm of Buya. And to add to its coolness, the owners are actually opening up four more stores, one in Miami, and three in Berlin of all places. Yes, Berlin, Germany. How cool is that? Booyah Ramen is located at 911 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete and is open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Do ya, Booyah? We are back! We are back! We are back with Ken Smith from Park Shore Grill and other endeavors. And Ken, we kind of had a... Good conversation on the break. That happens once in a while, and I think we should have it again. Yes. You were talking about places that are helping out hospitality workers. Yeah. It's nice to see the community coming together that way. And you were actually on the news for for Grazi, correct? I was, and they've been uh, providing lunch for anyone in hospitality, no questions asked, 12 to 2 every day. Or, I'm sorry, Monday through Friday. Yeah. So they've done over 8,000 meals and they're, you know, four course meals with a, you know, with a starch and a protein, a salad, sometimes a soup, a dessert. And bread. Sometimes there would be, yeah, there would be a gift card in there or. Oh, wow. That's so nice. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just really incredibly generous. And you were also mentioning Pete Boland at the galley and uh, Mary Margaret's were doing some as well, too. From Mary Margaret's uh, Reuben sandwich, they have a tofu shepherd's pie and then a the lamb shepherd's pie at the galley. They're offering a burger, uh, a salad, or Cuban sandwich. Their Cuban sandwiches are phen- phenomenal. They are awesome. I love their Cubans. 
They are fabulous. And you said Park Shores providing um, nightly dinners? Dinner for uh, for staff, yeah. So if you want to come down and get something to eat down there. So, and that's just, you know, a sampling. I'm sure a lot of other places we're doing. Those are just the ones that I know of. Right. That's great. We forgot to um, mention, so you left the, the Birch and Vine. When did you actually start at Park Shore? I started at Park Shore in May. So Birch and Vine didn't, didn't work out because I was hired to be the wine director and then I wasn't allowed to be the wine director. So I never, <laughs> I never ordered any wine the whole time I was there. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> so I went to the owner like, hey, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. And anyway, so we, we decided to part ways. You know, their, their view of my role was different. Right. And that was fine. So I went to the park, went to Park Shore just sort of the stopgap. And it turned out, you know, I loved it. And it's, you know, Chef Tyson is, I think, one of the top three chefs in all of Tampa Bay, if not the best. He's really He's phenomenal. Amazing. His attention to detail, his his desire to have the best ingredients and tweaking his menu often right, to keep it fresh and up to date and, you know, having a daily three-course lunch and dinner so that he can, you know, flex his culinary muscles and try some really fun and interesting things. And he's just one of the nicest, most modest, humble chefs around, I think. Yeah, we talked about Tyson on the last episode. We should just talk about it on every episode now. (laughs) (laughs) I actually was, I was actually PMing with him yesterday. He was giving me the information on Park Shore's reopening. Oh, I thought you were just bragging. No. (laughs) No, but he's very good about responding. Yeah, he's one of the few chefs that I've worked with or heard of that, that doesn't yell. I mean, you know, you got your Gordon Ramsay's and, you know, caricatures of those chefs, but there are seem to be in the majority. Right. And he is just the most calm person I've ever. And it just makes everybody more comfortable. You're not walking on eggshells working in his kitchen. He probably gets better results that way, too. Yep. You're given the tools to, you know, be successful. Uh, And he's been successful for 14 years and counting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hear that they were pretty busy yesterday for the first day of reopening. That's great. Nice. So that's, um, you know, a tribute to their reputation. We were all looking forward to this summer because with the pier opening, I, you know, we tend to slow down at, you know, when, when summer gets here, people tend to go more to the beach. Mm-hmm. But we felt like our summer was going to our season was going to be elongated because with the pier, so many people would come down to see it. Right. And, you know, I think we're the, we're the night. Well, I think we're the nicest restaurant, certainly on beast drive. Right. And walking distance from the pier. So I knew, I thought we would certainly see an uptick in business. There's certainly been a lot of disappointments and cancellations. There certainly has. So are you going to be going back anytime soon or? I'm taking a, you know, wait and see approach. Uh, you know, according to the the CDC government guidelines, you know, we need two weeks of flattening or downward before we really start interacting. And it's, you know, working in grocery stores, working in restaurants, you're exposed to so many different people that I, for me, I would rather wait a little longer to minimize the risk of exposure. It's nice that they gave you that option and that choice. They're not forcing people to come back. 
you know, at 25% capacity, you can't, there's only a certain number of people you can have come back. You know, there's just not enough work for all this, for all the staff. So um, those who raise their hand first were able to come back. And then I think as business picks up, they'll continue to add people. So, but, you know, as a, as a safety net, I've been working on some self-improvement things so that I have um, other options if, you know, hospitality doesn't work out. I'm working on an option of being a plus size model. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with them right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been able to, to maintain my, my workouts. Fortunately for me, I was already working out from home. So okay. the gym's closing didn't affect me, you know, in the least. The only thing that really affected me was running. Uh, I used to run down the Vinoy Trail by the water, but it's just too crowded. So I, I take another route run and run, but I also spin bike at home and jump rope. Well, I admire your uh, dedication and your discipline. Yes, me too. It's better than mine for sure. Yeah. So, hey, can we talk some uh, wine and food stuff? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so my first question about wine is when you're doing a, when you're pairing a wine with a food, do you go for a contrasting flavor profile or similar or what, what are your parameters? Weight of the wine, weight of the food, weight of the food, weight of the wine. Ah, I like that. Right. So if you have a, you know, fettuccine Alfredo with fit, you're thinking, oh, fish. Well, you're, you know, you're certainly going to want to, you know, a heavier white if you're going to do white with that. But you certainly could also do a Pinot with something like that. Right. Um, so, yeah, so it's not always it's, it's antiquated to think, you know, white protein, white wine, you know, red protein, red wine. Right. I've never done that anyway. That can still apply, but that's a little simplistic. So the weight thing, really, I think. That's a good answer. Yeah. As soon as you said it, it made sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So we had a dinner planned that we had to cancel and we still need to reschedule. And actually, every time I go to American Spirits, Andrew Andrew reminds me that we need to reschedule that dinner. Yes. And, which is a lot. I go there a lot. <laughs> he does. Uh, they, know, they know me there as well. Yeah. So Andrew's the wine guy at American Spirits, which is by the uh, downtown Publix, which I live a block from, and that's where I go. But so, hey, I, you know what I thought would be fun is if we go over the menu that you had planned for that dinner that we still need to mm-hmm. do and yeah. talk about the wine pairings with the food. Okay. So we were going to start with, and Andrew and I were work, you know, working on the menu together. Uh, he's also a former chef. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to start with a you know, charcuterie board, do a triple cream brie and aged gouda, some baby blue, some thinly sliced prosciutto, maybe a spicy capicola, some truffle ham, duck liver, mousse pate, and then all the accoutrements. Right. And then we were going to do that with some bubbles, right? Maybe the Bellacourt rosé that we had at Flute and Dram that won that grand opening. Right. Dr. Nick and you and I and Kevin, we were all enjoying that beautiful, beautiful French champagne. Isn't that the night we planned this dinner? Yeah, that is the night that, that uh, Ken, you came up with the idea for yeah, the dinner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, so we start with that, nosh on that. 
Uh, first course would be pan-seared sliced duck breasts. That's going to be served over mixed greens with candy pecans, gorgonzola, and a balsamic vinaigrette. You are making me so hungry. Yeah, you're, you're, you're killing me, and this was my me. idea. <laughs> uh, the wine we would have with that would be... Now, keeping in mind, I wasn't bringing all the wine. The number of people were going to provide wines, and I know Chef Andrew was, was, yeah. was going to bring some wines as well. But uh, I was thinking, you know, Etude, Pinot Noir, the Fiddlesticks, single vineyard from Carneros to go with that duck breast salad. And then for the main course, we would have lamb two ways, prime lamb chops. There's only one purveyor of prime lamb in the United States. And of course, Chef Tyson gets his lamb from there. Uh, uh-huh. I did not know that there was prime lamb until I started working at Park Shore. I never even heard of it. It's phenomenal. Wow. Does, is that on the menu or does it is on the menu? It is on the oh. menu. So the lamb chops that we have on the menu are prime. And then we, I would also uh, pair that. So the lamb two ways would come with boneless leg of lamb. And then the, that would be wrapped in a thyme garlic spread. Um, those would be grilled and smoked, served with a mint garlic board sauce. So as they're resting, have that board sauce because mint is meant to be sprinkled, not spread on a sandwich with peanut butter. So mint jelly <laughs> and lamb, in my view, do not go together. Right. That would be accompanied with garlic roasted Israeli couscous and grilled jumbo asparagus with a balsamic drizzle. Wow. Pairing that with a pinfold St. Henri Shiraz, very highly rated, beautiful, beautiful Shiraz. It's not that bang you over the head, but is bold enough to stand up to a hearty, a hearty lamb. And then for the final course, we would have a chocolate ganache cake. No, we're not going to make it. We're just going to get it from Publix because it's delicious. Serve with a uh, Ware's Optima 10-year-old Tawny Port. And then we're also going to offer, uh, we're going to offer espresso martinis with Van Gogh double espresso vodka. Oh, nice. Wow. Okay. Hopefully we can schedule that in the fall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that, yeah, so that's, um, that's what we were going to get together, the eight of us. Yes. That was originally scheduled for January 31st. Unfortunately, there was an untimely passing. Yes. Of a friend of ours. Right. Nothing to do with COVID-19. It was nothing to do with COVID-19, but. Ken, Mm -hmm. do you have time to stick around for a bonus segment? I do. Okay, we're going to do a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and I have a quick wine quiz for you. We will be right back. Have you been to Pacific Counter? It is one of the newest fast casual concepts located on one of the fastest growing blocks in St. Pete, the 600 block of Central Avenue. They offer build-your-own bowls, burritos, or salads with a variety of the freshest bases, toppings, and sauces to satisfy anyone's craving and put you in charge. There are actually 6 million 432 189 combinations possible. Overwhelmed by Build Your Own? I know that I sometimes am. Well, you can also choose from their counter creations menu already picked for you. The first couple of times we ate there, that's exactly what I did. Then I decided to get adventurous. For bases, they offer sushi rice, brown rice, noodles, or greens. Sushi rice seems to be the norm, but I'm not a big rice person, so I finally tried the noodles, and to say I fell in love is an understatement. 
They are actually sweet potato noodles, I found out later. And I have no idea how they make them seem like rice noodles. I added fresh tuna and salmon, my choice of toppings and a sauce, which I didn't even need because the bowl was so good without it. I told Kevin I could eat this every day and I would probably lose weight and love it at the same time. If you haven't checked out Pacific Counter, I would highly recommend it. They are open for lunch and dinner, have a variety of unique alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink options, and they have the beloved Dole Whip. Find your fresh at Pacific Counter. Pacific Counter is located at 660 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 11 a.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. So I found a, in the Naples News, a pop quiz. It says, a pop quiz. Test your basic knowledge of wine with these 15 questions. 15 is kind of a lot. So I just narrowed it down to my six favorite ones. Okay. Ready? Yes. It's a multiple choice. I'm going to read the question and then I'm going to give some possible answers and then you pick. When at a restaurant and a small amount of wine is poured to taste, the purpose here is to A, see if you like the wine, B, make sure it is the wine you thought it was, or C, make sure the wine is not spoiled. C. Yeah, that's the that's the easy one. <laughs> I was laughing at the first two. I'm like, that's so stupid. <laughs> Why should you drink dry wines before sweet wines? A, to make the sweet wine seem less sweet. B, to make the sweet wine seem full-bodied. Or C, to prevent the dry wine from seeming overly dry. I hate sweet wine, so I don't even know the answer. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with D. <laughs> you should never drink sweet wine. <laughs> That's funny. They say C. If they say if you were to drink the sweet wine first, the dry wine might seem unpleasantly dry. Generally, you should drink dry before sweet, white before red, and light before heavy. Following this order allows you to enjoy multiple wines without without having any one wine dominate your senses. Yes. Well, there's some point where it just doesn't matter, and you'll just drink whatever is there after you. You've had too much. Well, yeah, there's you know certainly difference between a tasting and a drinking. <laughs> yeah, I tend to go for the drinking, <laughs> right? A tasting and a party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that reminds me of a, a two and a half men episode, and they and they were planning a party, and Alan, who's the cheapo guy, is like, okay, we'll serve the good stuff up front, and then after they're drunk and they don't know what they're drinking, we'll give them the cheap stuff. Right. <laughs> Kevin used to laugh at me when I used to have my parties because I would say, honey, can you bring over that everyday drinking wine? <laughs> I remember I hosted a party years ago and a lot of people were coming who weren't wine people. And there were, I don't know, 12 to 15 people that were really into wine. So I had some special bottles for them. And then I had some, a couple of cases for, you know, the masses. People that didn't know better. Well, you know, there were the, you, know you certainly want somebody to appreciate this really so did you like hide the good wine in a cabinet didn't in the bathroom? Really, didn't really hide it. It was, but also you know, it wasn't that kind of crowd where the people that weren't into wine were coming up to the head table and you know drinking the magnums of insignia and special selection opus and silver oak and yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. Oh, insignia, Joseph Phelps. Yes, that's. Great stuff. I've been there. Okay, ready for a few more questions? Yes. Black pepper, plum, 
and blackberry flavors describe which wine? A, Beaujolais, B, Shiraz, C, Pinot Grigio. B. B. I'm answering with you now, Ken. Okay. That was another easy one. So let's see about this one. Which of these does not necessarily mean that it's a spoiled bottle of wine? A, moldy smell, B, bottle stink, or C, vinegar smell? A. B. They say B. Okay. They say, they say this unfortunate trait can show up as the cork is being removed from the bottle. It is a stale and unpleasant odor which should dissipate quickly after the wine has been opened. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I never heard of a bottle stink, so... Don't feel bad. <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, I, and I've had, you know, corks that smelled a little moldy and then you taste the wine and it was fine. So, right. Also sort of that dissipating thing. Yeah. But. Also, if it's like a seven ninety nine bottle from Publix, doesn't necessarily mean it's spoiled either. <laughs> it was, yeah, it just means it was bad before they put it in the bottle in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got, I got two more. By law, the word reserve may only be placed on which U.S.-made wines? A, rare vintages available only to select clients. B, wines aged at least 10 years before being released to the market. Or C, any wine. Yeah, there's no, there are no hard and fast rules about reserve. You can designate this as a reserve wine without... You are correct, sir. Yeah, we don't have strict parameters in the U.S. like they do in Italy and France and... So it was kind of a trick question. Yeah. (laughs) And last one. What can salty foods do to tannic wine? A, make the wine seem even more tannic. B, diminish the tannic quality. Or C, make the wine seem sweet. A. A is correct. I'm incorrect. And it's because salt is a natural flavor enhancer. Yeah. So it'll bring them out even more. So you you want bubbles with salty food. Right. You want bubbles with a whole lot of things, actually. That's one of the most versatile wines. Goes with spicy, goes with, you know, salty, goes with, goes with sweet, goes with, yeah. So you can just do, goes with fried, you can, do, you can go with fried, a lot of different things you can do with bubbles. And then rosé bubbles, well, heck, anything you would pair with a pinot, you can pair with rosé bubbles. Nice. I, I drink rosé bubbles with anything. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> even breakfast on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Even breakfast on Sunday. <laughs> well, Ken, thank you so much. This has been fun. It's been my pleasure. It's so great to hear from you guys, and I'm glad you're both doing well. Same here. Same here, yes. Ken Smith, thank you so much. It was my pleasure. We'll be right back. This is Betty Fox, and you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Restaurants have been open for dining at 25% capacity for over a week now, and we are maintaining a huge list for St. Pete on who is open and what they are offering, such as dine-in, inside or outside seating, delivery, and takeout. And we are including in that not just St. Pete, but St. Pete Beach, Gulfport, some Treasure Island, North St. Pete. It's a huge list, and you can find that on stpetersburgfoodies.com. It's linked right at the top of the homepage. You can also Google Restaurants Open St. Pete, May 2020. Next week on the show, we have Devin Flanagan from Peninsula Food Service. If you'd like to email us, just send it to info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast. Thanks for listening. And thanks to our sponsors. Noble Crust. Pacific Counter. 
Booyah Ramen, and, and Engine, Engine Number, number nine. 9. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Citrus, maybe some strawberry, Mm. passion fruit, Mm. and oh, there's just like the faintest sousson of like uh, asparagus, and there's a just a flutter of like a like a nutty Edam cheese.